Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers. A podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. We have Culinary Delights by Chef Terrence Brennan and Hal Cohen, who is a founder of The Clearwater. Thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be here. Great to be here. You have a website, Chef Terrence. It's terrencebrennan.com. Yes. And I was browsing on that site, and I saw that you have a Guinness World Record for the world's (laughs) largest fondue. That I do. Tell us a little bit about the story of how this came about. How did you end up with this record, and what inspired you to start making the world's largest fondue? Well, um, back uh, when I I had a a cheese company called Artisanal Premium Cheese, and um, it was all about cheese, um, affinage. It was an affinage center. It was an educational uh, center. We did school classes and cheese tastings. Uh, It was an Internet site, and we sold cheese all over the United States, and and people like William Sonoma put us in their catalogs and things like that. So as um, <clears throat> in one of my restaurants, Artis and all that, one of our signature dishes was fondue. And um, we sold a lot of it. And so when I was sitting around thinking, what could we do kind of fun and mm-hmm. uh, promotional, I just said that I came up with it and said, let's do the world's largest fondue. Ah, so how are you going to do that? Uh, so I said, right, we'll put it maybe in a hot tub. We'll melt it in a hot tub. If you think about that for a moment, it's kind of <laughs> gross, right? So I called my my good friend John Fols up in Louisiana, and he had this old cauldron, uh, a candy burner, like 1800-something, that was big, uh, really big, you know, cast iron kettle. With his help, he drove it up uh, from New Orleans. And I was back when uh, we were in Red Alert, the color zones we used to have, yeah, okay, red, yellow. Yeah, terrorism. And terrorism. And he had five... Um, Five gas tanks, uh, propane tanks, and oh and the truck. He was on. A, he was on a big truck with a trailer with his big cauldron on t- on the back of it. And then <laughs> so they got turned away from the Midtown Tunnel. He came in and when he went up, getting over the GW Bridge. So we had to park it over. It was it was a big production, right? So we're mm-hmm. on we're on the Today Show. We're gonna make it, and then we're gonna donate it to um, to share our strength. Or um, we, we end up donating. We, we fed like five thousand people. So we we got lined up to be on the show. That the day before they canceled the show because something major is going on. And it's oh, like, wait, man. wait, wait, the guy can't believe that. We had all the stuff, we had the fire department there, blah, 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 blah. So then I, I, I knew the producer at the time. I called him, I said, Listen, you, you can't cancel the show. This is too much. You know, usually they, you're on a show that's no big deal. They cancel a chef, you just rebook them. But this is like a big production. We had, yeah. so, um, he said, okay, give me, give me five minutes. He calls back. He goes, ah, well, we, we, we booked it again. And they called me back and said, well, the fire department, the fire department had to be there because of the open flame. And they couldn't rebook. And so, like, anyway, we ended up getting a one there. We broke the Guinness Book of World Record, have, have, the, have the whole <laughs> certificate or? certificate, and to mm-hmm. make it official. And it was a lot of fun. And plus, we helped feed 5,000 people. And that's the most rewarding part, too, being yeah. able to do something fun and be able to give back to the community in right. some way. Right. I just couldn't just make it and, and toss it out. Yeah. You, know, so. you make, make it for the world record. And then- yeah. What, what do we do with this now? Right. Well, right. yeah, I mean, it makes me wonder when people have, like, prized pumpkins and the pumpkin is the size of an SUV, like, what do they right. do with it after? Yeah. Do they throw it out or do no, they make I, a ton I, of pumpkin pie? I hope pie? not. Yeah, I hope that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but then you question the, the taste of a vegetable or a fruit that's, like, so large. Right. Because I found that the smaller, tastier fruits are usually, you know, they have all the flavor because they're so tiny, and the larger they get, the less flavor they have. Mm. <laughs> Well, it depends on the soil, really. It gets back yeah. to the soil, yeah. 
Mm, okay. You can have a large vegetable and still be tasty, but this, the health of the soil. Oh, okay. I had no idea that mm. the soil would have something to do with the flavor, but I guess... Right, I mean, you've sense. heard of, like, you are what you eat, mm-hmm. but you also, you are what your plant eats. So a uh, plant, uh, you know, needs a healthy soil uh, to develop the flavonoids and things like uh, other, other flavor profiles. And when you have a healthy soil, it just makes for tastier vegetables and plants. And Each type of soil has to be slightly different depending on what you're growing, correct? Well, not exactly. It just has to be rich in nutrients, which, which but it takes a lot of effort through... Um, soil management and crop rotation and you, you can't like do a singular like out in california when you see mass produced organic spinach or mass produced all these things you're seeing in the supermarkets now mm-hmm. at target everywhere well it really it's not a great product it's really kind of almost you know mock uh, organic they, they use organic fertilizer but that organic fertilizer kills the the microorganisms in the soil because it's not an organic you know natural um, manure and et cetera, full of nutrients. Okay. So you can call it organic, but then there's no flavor. So that's a big difference because um, you really truly taste the difference. I had another question that's sort of in a different topic. It's about your the catering and private dining sort mm-hmm. of question. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for our listeners? And I'm going to assume that all of our listeners love food and love to cook and have dinner parties and special events at home. What would you say to someone who wants to put on a nice event but maybe doesn't have a lot of food education in terms of how to make it some kind of fancy dishes? How can we make it simple and elegant and um, and easy and just have a nice event? Okay. First of all, it starts with ingredients. So just buy great ingredients. You know, buy local when you can, uh, sustainable when you can, uh, pasture-raised meats and chickens and, and pork. You know, Go to that, the farmer's market. Too. Go to the mm-hmm. farmer's market. And then you said it. Keep it simple. You know, uh, the, one of the greatest dishes in the, in the world is a, is, a, is a roast chicken, if you do it right. If you don't overcook it, you get a great chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, a friend of mine, Thomas Keller, the, the great chef, it's his favorite meal is a roast chicken. So you can keep it simple. And I cook very simple at home. I don't try to impress friends. It's just about um, being together at the table mm-hmm. and not spending a lot of time prepping when your guests are there. So you do, we call it mise en place. The French call it mise en place, everything in its place. So you do as much mm-hmm. cooking as ahead of time that you can do and then save just small things to the end so you can spend time at the table with your guests. And then the, uh, another important factor is is to have nice guests and uh, <laughs> good, you know, wine. good wine. Good wine I was helps. just about to say <laughs> that. Good wine helps. Good wine, yes. Great. And then lastly, well, this is a two-part question. Okay. Um, on our Vox Pop episode, there was an ingredient mentioned, sea urchin. Yes. And I started to think, I said, hmm, I've never tried it personally, but based on how you described it, I'm like, oh, I might be interested in trying that. What are some of the oddest ingredients that you've cooked with over the years? Um, I wouldn't consider sea urchin so odd. I mean, it's pretty commonplace now. Um, calves brains. Um, let me think what else. Uh, everything seems so normal to me now. Um, <laughs> Something you couldn't get at your neighborhood grocery store, maybe? Yeah. I would say calves brains. Um, I'll think of something else in a minute, I'm sure, but calves <laughs> brain comes to mind. Where yeah, people... that's something else I've never tried. Right. <laughs> I gave one of my cooks something to taste, and I wait till they put it in their mouth, and they go, what is it? And I said, it's calves brain, and it just flipped out. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. But it wasn't calves brain. Was it? Does it have a... a... A less intense name, like sheep's brains, they're called sweetbreads, right? No, sweetbreads are the thymus gland of a calf or a lamb or something. Oh, okay. No, it's just cow's brain. Yeah, just cow's brain. Yeah. No. (laughs) No special 
the French uh, call it. Uh, oh gosh, my let me go. I'm going back in the years here. Uh, anyway, the French make everything sound good. <laughs> well, it probably just sounds great in French. Yes. Period. Yeah. Even if it's just simply exactly. cow's yeah. brain. Yeah. And then, lastly, um, you have a ton of recipes on your site, a ton. And I encourage anyone listening to check out TerenceBrennan.com because there are really just tons and tons of recipes to try. Um, what do you think is your favorite? Or do you have a collection of favorites? No, I don't. I. That's a. That's like kind of asking what your favorite child is who your favorite <laughs> child is um I, I i'm very moody when i cook i'm very seasonal when i cook mm-hmm. um now now fall's just starting to come in like this is the last of the tomatoes so i want to do a tomato dish because they're going to be gone in, in three to four weeks and then i won't cook with them again until next summer so i cook uh, you know i think like that a lot fall's coming so i'm thinking game and root vegetables and winter squashes so wild mushrooms and things like that so i think seasonally i eat seasonally and i I mean, there are certainly some things that I go, oh, yes, like, uh, you know, I love white truffles, but I'm not going to be doing white truffles up here because we're going hyper local. But I'll miss a few things. I used to um, use wild Scottish game for many, many years in New York because it's truly wild and tasty. But mm-hmm. I really um going to be more uh, very local up here, so I, I won't be able to use that anymore. So I'll miss some things. I didn't expect you to say it's kind of like choosing your favorite child. But being a parent, I can identify with, you mm-hmm. know, being having to choose that would be that would be terrible but i guess it makes sense if you're a chef that mm. your recipes are like your babies in in a way well i don't i don't I, maybe that's a little too uh, dramatic to say but maybe favorite ingredients like olive oil or mm-hmm. you know salt um garlic salt. um salt hal and i are compadres in the in the salt consumption there's department. no such thing as too much salt yeah I, I thought i ate a lot right. of salt salt can, i mean i'm gonna have our own file in our pocket where we can salt stuff well just keep one yeah keep a salt shaker with you uh yeah yeah grinder yeah. <laughs> okay chef can you tell us a funny story before we go i have a couple but i'll tell one i guess so back when i was a little more mischievous i um during the heat of a service, you know, it gets really crazy in the kitchen and um, during the chef expedites and we're calling the orders and we have what we call food runners who take the f- with the chef and he puts the food down and they take the food out and they come right back. They're called food runners and they're part of service. So with sometimes with new food runners uh, during when it was really, really busy and intense, we're ordering blah, 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 rapid fire, blah, 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 blah. We would say, okay, quick, quick, hurry up. Go ask the manager for the plate stretcher. I need the plate stretcher now. And they go, what plate stretcher? Yeah, the plate stretcher. It's a little, I need a plate stretcher. And they run out to the dining room. <laughs> Hal, there's no plate stretcher. Uh, you know that. You're, like, you're like sucked uh, into no, the story. No, no. Yeah, I see you. They go, wow, what's a plate stretcher? Uh, no. <laughs> well, you got to get more on the plate, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Too much the plate's too small. The plate's too small. So you they go to the manager and then they, they come in like this, go, oh, and we'd be cracking up in the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, anyway. That's one story. And that's the right time to do it. Yeah. When all hell oh, it has is, to be busy. When all hell is breaking loose. Yes. That's, that's right. when you... Yeah, exactly. Because then they don't have that. time to think. They just got to react. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Anyway. And then there's more confusion. Then afterward, they'll laugh. But in the middle of it, they're like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> they may not laugh afterwards either. Well. <laughs> I've been had, you know. And then because I'm such a serious, I'm, I'm very serious when I'm at work. So then sometimes the manager will be like, what's he talking? Like, he'll, he'll like, he won't think of it because he's thinking a plate stretcher. What's he mean? And then he'll come back in and I, no, the plate stretcher. And I'll go back out again. And then, <laughs> then they finally get it. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't sustain from laughing or something, you know, so they get it. So if you can't sustain from laughing, that means you're saying it with some kind of smirk. So you can't be completely serious. Oh, no. When I, uh, get the plate stretcher now. I need it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm serious, man. 
Oh my goodness! You need to put a hidden camera in the kitchen so that we can see that. That would yeah. be funny. And then where I was at was Cirque, right? So we used to have to feed the captains would come in, pain in the butt, right? There's like eight captains, and you tradition was you feed the captains kind of whatever was left over from service, and they put it in the window, put a put a plate cover on. So we had this one captain who was just a pain in the butt. He never liked what we served them, and always hmm. complained, and always did this, and always did this. So we took pigeon heads, squab heads, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and then took the feet. And took the feet off and stuck it in the mouth. The foot came out of the mouth like oh this and gosh. just the neck. And we made like six of them and sautéed them nice and color and then arranged them on, on a plate and put a silver cloche on top of it. So we said, <laughs> Bruno, Bruno, we have something very special for you, Bruno. <laughs> and he goes, hey, what is that? He goes, what do you exactly like this? What is that? What is that? Oh, okay. And he lifts up the thing and he, dry, he just freaks out and sees oh, these, no. all these pigeons with their claws, <laughs> their feet coming out of their mouth. Surrealism at its best. It's yes. art. That's all it was. It's yes. art. <laughs> Thanks for joining us You're today. Welcome. That was Chef Terrence Brennan and Hal Cohen of Clearwater. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jessica Blaustein Marshall. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.